Thanks for joining us for another episode, and Merry Christmas to everyone. Our Christmas episode, tonight we're going to do Better Watch Out from 2016. I believe it was filmed partially in Australia. Is mm. that not correct? Pretty sure. Majority of it might have been filmed yeah. in Australia, I think. It's just me and Jared tonight. Uh, the others have obviously got lives <laughs> over Christmas. Enjoying the festive season. Yes, enjoy that. <laughs> Before we get into that, quick run through of what you've been watching. Couple of treats under the tree. Couple of couple, couple of loves um, <laughs> I started uh, the Innocent Man on Netflix. Ah, so did I. Funnily enough, that's the only John Grisham book I've ever read. Really? <laughs> I just stumbled across it one day. I thought this looks interesting. So I'm. Um, How far into it? I finished the book years ago. Oh. Um. So I I, I looked at the. Netflix show and thought, is that the same thing? And went and sort of dug out the book. Yeah, that's the one. So I got three episodes in. It's not bad. It's basically the book. Maybe a little bit of fatigue. Maybe a little bit of fatigue for, for the true crime stuff. And the other part is it's hard to get behind anyone because the bloke that ended up getting acquitted seemed like a bit of a scumbag anyway, like he had done some other shit. <laughs> it was pretty... Yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a bit of a, uh, it's a... It's a good story, but there's so much of that stuff now that... As soon as you see one of those, you're comparing it to the, you know, making a murder of the staircase. Yeah. It's not quite there. Uh, but it's, it's not bad. I'm four episodes deep. Yeah? Yeah, look, I'm enjoying it. I think it's actually reasonably well made. Yeah, it's, it's not, and not quite bad at all. Of, I'm enjoying uh, it for sure. Actually yeah. more gripping than some of the others. Mm. But it just once again showcases, fuck, mate, what, 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 <laughs> what was doing in the 80s? Well, it seems like um, you go to police college and they just think, uh, you got a hunch. Don't worry about the evidence. Just fucking get someone in the in the interrogation room and grind that prick for 20 hours. <laughs> like, no, but the thing that I understand is I understand that the police, there's pressure on the police to make arrests. Make numbers. Right, yeah. and numbers, and I get that, there's pressure. But I don't quite understand the prosecutor who seemed to be an absolute fucking idiot, it would well, seem. It's the same. Are they, are they on the, under the numbers scale too? Well, it's the same. I'm, I'm just finishing up, you know, season two of the In the Dark podcast. And by any measure, the evidence doesn't seem to hold up. But the prosecutor, when they talk to him, the bloke that's been trying to retry this thing for 20 years, just stands there and says, well, you know, if you look at the evidence, everything holds up. He doesn't sound like an idiot. He just sounds like... I reckon it's because nobody wants to admit... They fucked up. We fucked it up. Yeah, exactly. Instead of saying, we actually did fuck it up. Yeah. And, you know, we've put this poor bastard in jail for 20 years. They they, they, they continue to say we can retry it. Yeah, this is our man. Evidence. This is our man. But, yeah, now that we've got all these techniques and stuff and, and, and we've looked into it, it doesn't matter if he's the man or not. You haven't proven got he's the less. man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You got less. No, no. The evidence says it. The evidence says fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> you, but you just won't roll over on yeah. it. Yeah. It, it always seems to happen that you know when someone gets exonerated. Oh, the new DA's come in and looked at looked at it and gone, "What the fuck <laughs> is this?" And goes in straight for a plea deal. <laughs> straight for a deal. And we go to the Orford plea. Great. Yeah. We'll get it off our hands. Yeah. You know, like. It's a bit of a shambles, really. Yeah, nobody wants to admit we did a bad job. And it seems like a lot of these cases are from a time when people just, they fucking ran roughshod over the town and did whatever they want and never saw a time where another entity was going to look into it or, 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 you know, um, technology progresses and they might find other ways. It's like nobody ever thought this would happen. Well, the worst part is that the number of exonerations coming out Probably across the world. It's fucking unbelievable. For, for, from DNA. Yeah. It's just un- unbelievable. Mm. I mean, I was listening to a podcast the other day. The DNA evidence, there's two different types of... Oh, fuck, mate. Look, once again, I've got a D in science, so this is <laughs> that sound super smart. So you there's think it's d- called DNA? <laughs> it could be DMA for all you know. <laughs> This one was, there's two different types of tests. There's, I think it's called SLR and YSLR, mm. two different types. One of them. Sounds like cameras. Is, well, I might have the, I might have the acronym <laughs> wrong. Yeah, I'd probably do. But there's two different types of tests, right? And one in particular is the more 
stringent test. Mm. If you are found to be excluded from that test, then game over. That's it. You're not. It's it's not you. Yeah. But this one, they excluded him from the heavy test, but then said he was included in the small, the the less stringent <laughs> test, <laughs> and that shit hit the fucking Good for us. That shit caught. And the, you know, the, the prosecutors say, that's smoking gun. Yeah. Smoking gun. And then they also rolled out some some cell phone tower evidence. Yeah. And then the defence counsel's going, but hang on a second, to the bloke who's, who's given us a 45-minute PowerPoint presentation on how it works, he then goes, the defence team says, you're talking about, you're showing us where her cell phone was, correct? And the bloke goes, yes. And then he goes, but what about his, the, the suspect? That's not on there. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck you, you blokes. Yeah, yeah. Honestly. <laughs> I love it when, but I love it when, um, you know, the, the DAs or whatever refuse to answer the questions or whatever and they go, oh, we're going to go hard on these crooks. I'm sitting there going, okay, so you failed to turn over evidence, Brady yeah. violations, yeah. and you seemingly threw away a gun that <laughs> might have uh, played in the defence's favour, but he's the crook. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my balls are uh, inscrutable. I, I am, uh, you know, um, it's just yeah, it's fucking baffling. It is baffling, and quite frankly, as I said, though, the I'll more just... the more the uh, the DMA technology <laughs> gets better, the the more likely the more DNA happen. technology that well, you might say start doing HDMI <laughs> tests and um, PS4s and things like that. <laughs> things are. Yeah, you're in strife when they get to that level. Yeah, once it gets to the Xbox One, you'll be fine. Yeah, as I said, mate, I, hope I, I just hope I don't happen to walk into a fucking shop just after it's been robbed or something and get questioned for 20 hours. I'm sure. So I sit there going, I'd never say I was guilty, but I'll look at some of the techniques and I'll sit there. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I folded half an hour. Let me go home. Oh, you go home if you sign this. Quick, get it here. You got a pen? Uh, they'll be like, I'll say, Jesus, how long am I going to be here? Can I get a meal? No, mate, there's no food. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I'm in for the long haul 20 minutes later. Oh, yeah, I did I'm it. hungry. I did it. Can I have a fucking, can I have a cheeseburger or something? Yeah, look, look, it's, it's, it's pretty scary stuff. It is. Getting back onto it. I watched the Christmas Chronicles. Yeah, I saw that. With Kurt Russell. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, all my right. Kids, my kids picked it. Yeah, it was um, all right. Look, it's beneath Russell. <laughs> <laughs> it is beneath Russell. It's like beneath Russell. <laughs> he was in Tango and Cage. Uh, <laughs> the guy. Yeah, but that's when that seemed like a good idea. <laughs> I don't know if this ever did, but um, he's awesome as Santa. Yeah, he's yeah, very he's funny. Good. And my kids got a couple of real good laughs out of the little creatures in it. And mm. Oh, look, it was classic by the numbers. It was stuff. cheap as chips. It was Hallmark cheap and Hallmark kind of... I don't know, was that cheap, was it? It was cheap. It was, some of the effects and stuff were cheap. Yeah. But, look, it was a bit of fun. It was a bit but Netflix, they throw money around like it's going to have a fraction. That probably cost oh, hundred million dollars. They throw it bright, but the Christmas Chronicles <laughs> gets it. You know, you get the off cut. Yeah, yeah, when you hear a story about orcs and humans living together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like, which, one do, which one do you throw 90 million at? <laughs> oh, I hear Kurt Russell and I throw 90 million straight away. <laughs> Kurt Russell, what yeah, a Santa Claus? Oh, shit. <laughs> I already greenlit that for 90. <laughs> I throw 90 million to Rodi in pre production. Yeah, Marshall Law 3, 90 million. There you go. <laughs> Is Cynthia back on deck? Oh, of course. Continue, mate. <laughs> um, I watched uh, Cam. Got around to watch Cam. Cam, yeah, yeah. Were you a I really like me? I really liked it for a stretch, and it just didn't re- it didn't resolve. I mean, you know the subgenre pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> I was wondering how the tipping system worked. I was confused. Yeah, bitcoins and all that shit that they're doing. Yeah, now after I saw it in the film, I'm like, oh, that's how you do it, right? Oh, that's where my money's going. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, look, it just, I don't know, just it left that character that was hanging around. It, so it sort of left him out of things. He kind of, sort of started to explain it and then didn't. It, and it, it, left, it, was, it was unsatisfactory for me in the it end. It left me cold. There wasn't a lot. I thought it would have left you hot. <laughs> Red hot. <laughs> 
I don't get beef. I get mixed up with you, man. <laughs> don't let's not start this stuff. Where's you, mate? Where's you, mate? I'm shit on. But it left me cold, and you're right. It kind of went supernatural, yet there seemed to be that dude hanging around in the background. Who seemed to know something. Yes, yes. And I thought, because Maddie even brought it up when we saw the trailer, that that kind of thing would be the, the kicker. Yeah. That a friend was involved or whatever. And it kind of wasn't there. It didn't play out quite the way I thought it was, kind of. No. Yeah, it didn't quite, uh, it didn't quite resolve satisfactory, satisfactorily for me. Prior to that, though, I really enjoyed parts of it. Like it was starting to build some real tension and what was going on. Well, it was super weird. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it sort of had you in that first forty minutes or so, wondering what was going on. Hmm. So, uh, so I'd, I would probably say, you know, if it's if if you like that kind of thrillery stuff, it's probably worth a look. Um, but yeah, it didn't quite. Didn't it's quite probably get the over reason why it was on Netflix, you know, from a Blumhouse perspective. Yeah, it wasn't a mainstream sort of film. Yep, I watched Home Alone two. The kids after seeing Home Alone one wanted to go to Home Alone two. Unfortunately, Same thing, isn't it? unfortunately, I've got three, four, and five there to watch. Oh, <laughs> shit. This is where fiscal responsibility got me into trouble because I walked into JB. I walked into JB, and here's the two pack for eleven bucks. Here's the five pack for twelve bucks. I said I cannot, in good conscience, not purchase the five but pack. Now your kids want to put you now through a lot. Yeah, now they want to watch three, four, oh, and he, five. Uh, look, Home Alone two was shit anyway, wasn't it? Oh, I wasn't it was basically bad. just a retreat. It was the same thing in a different place. They upped the ante though. Fuck, there's a few other traps that are <laughs> they're a bit more full. Like something out of saw. Yeah, even my son said. Oh, that one's a bit mean, and that one's a bit full on. Like, yeah, 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 they are. They are a bit more full on, but yeah, it was a bit of a laugh. I got onto Braven with Jason Momoa. It wasn't bad. What was his name again? Joe Braven. Joe Braven. Joe Braven. I see what they did there. <laughs> yeah. Clever, clever um, fellas. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Like the setup's pretty simple. The setup is that you know Braven's old man, who played by Stephen Lang, has got sort of dementia, and so he's trying to take him to the cabin to sit down one-on-one and say, we need to start thinking about you possibly being in some care. But prior to that, these drug runners had fucking rolled a, rolled a truck that they were doing their run in, and one of them was a local and said, we'll stash it up at Joe's cabin. I know he won't be there. And so this kind of, you know, this on Cat a whim. Mouse type of yeah, game. on a whim, he on a whim they go he takes his dad up there to have this conversation and they stumble across the drugs. Um, but Garrett Dillahunt is the is the bad guy. I'm a big fan of him. Mm. It's a bit of bit of fun. Once yeah. that once it all sort of once it all sort of pans out, it's just yeah, like you said, a bit of cat and mouse, a bit of Bit of fisticuffs. Um, yeah, I was pretty happy with it. Mamala handles the... Mamala. He's just a likeable bloke. Yeah. He was on the project the other night. He's does, a big unit too. Does a reasonable Australian accent too. He's he? always a winner. Yeah. I watched Bumblebee. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> like, honestly, it's good because there's less Transformers and more of, you know, Hayley Steinfeld and the other kid that's in it. A little bit of John Cena. Cena's a bit ridiculous that... It was far, it was okay. better. It was far better than any of the Transformers movies that have come since the first one. Shit. Might have even been better than the first one, or at least on par. It was, uh, you know, a bit of fun. Okay. So and I saw today, I actually saw um, Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, yeah? How was that? Really good. Really good. Obviously, a lot of nods to, to the comics. Nicholas Cage, I believe, was providing a voice. Cage is in there. It's fucking, it's really good. I was, I was very impressed with it. It's another example of something that's accessible for the kids, but... The writing's good enough to, you know, to sustain the interest for adults as well. I thought there were some really nice moments, especially as a father now too. There's some really Could we nice take Spider-Man off moments. to the to the animated realm? Well, mate, I've been watching the DC animated ones for years and thinking, why don't they do kind of why, don't, what, why, why they can't they make why can't they make these big budget? Yeah, well, one of Batman's best movies is still. Well, some of that, there's, there's a handful of really good ones from the animated stuff, but Mask of the Phantasm is one, of the, one of the best. I think part of the problem movies. that keeps cropping up, certainly from DC's perspective, is they've got some really good shit there that they've DC's probably had done some, in animated form. DC's had some excellent animated movies. But yet they seem to throw all their chips into the 
the live action stuff is not really working, but they could. Yeah, but they go into the live action stuff and they don't talk to the people that work on the animated yeah. stuff. And... Whereas why not take like Spider Verse shows? You could you could take that a yeah. ninety million dollar budget mm. and turn it into a success theatrically. Yep. Why can't you do? Why can't DC take them? Yeah, it was just it was really out of that book. it was very well written. It was good fun. Yeah, I highly recommend it. That was me. Okay. I grew a brain and avoided as a prod. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I spoke to you earlier today. You didn't. <laughs> I've tested. I've tested with the uh, XLSR. <laughs> no, no brain found. I grew a half a brain and I avoided Amazon Prime wisely for the past week. I spent all my time on Netflix. Yeah. I watched that Ronnie Coleman documentary that... Yeah, um, yeah. Gibbo was spot on. It's really sad mm. because the bloke, he's a, he's a wreck, mate. Yeah. He's an absolute wreck. Does and he still yell? Can he still yell? No. Like, I didn't show a lot of him in the gym, but he's still going to the gym. Yeah. With serious back problems that he can barely walk. And look, everyone they spoke to was saying he was the greatest bodybuilder there was, mm. but several of them, especially Jay Cutler, the bloke who was up against him for a lot of that period, Yeah, he basically said he didn't sugarcoat it. He said, look, the guy was the greatest bodybuilder there was. He was incredible. Like, he was just something something else. But his training regime was fucking ridiculous. It was silly. Mm. And he ended he's up hurting himself. He's paying yeah, the yeah. price, basically, and which it's sad to see because he's, he's actually a really smart guy. Yeah. Um, and a really likable sort of cat. There's some sort of mental thing there? I think it's, it's just that it just cannot give it away. There's, so there's got to be something to that. If you say yeah. he's a smart bloke, you don't just... Yeah, I think it's just not. they get stuck into these things. It's like a lot of sportsmen who can't kind of leave it alone. Mm. Even when their body's saying, you cannot do this anymore, Yeah. they still want to do it. I mean... Even someone like Michael Jordan, those last two years in, in, at Washington, he was very good for a 40-year-old, mm. but his knees were shagged. They were knackered. Yeah. But he couldn't just say to himself, mate, <laughs> this isn't going. Just rest on your title. Yeah. Greatest. He's still the greatest yeah. ba- basketball in history. And I'm not. And I'm, I'm, Jordan's a minor case. I yeah. mean, he, he really only stayed well, on Well, he turned in two seasons that, by anyone else's measure, would be fucking <laughs> <laughs> career years. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But there are guys out there who, who are still trying to play professional sport at the highest level when their body just is shot. Mm. And in this case, I think it's just that he couldn't couldn't let it go. Is he still doing it to attempt to compete? Or is he no, just, he no, just cannot fucking no. let it go? He, he just... I think it gets it's a mentality well, that you walk, get you into compete. you get into this type of training regime. Yeah. Which is so out it's so over the top. You're training six days a week. Hmm. Quite heavily. Where do you find time to watch Amazon Prime in there? Well, I've managed to find <laughs> a little bit. Caitlin recently told us um, I'm cutting off the membership and I was right I was right back saying Barely <laughs> <laughs> oh, you did not. You yeah, yeah, I said he's part no. Marshall Law. <laughs> I haven't watched She Got Game yet. <laughs> <laughs> now, I watched only The Brave. Yeah. The Firefighter one. Really good cast. By the numbers sort of stuff. But it hits hard at the end. Mm. Like, just because it's it's true story, based on true story, and what ended up happening to these folks is just fucking awful. They were basically burned alive in the in a wildfire. It was just yeah, really, really kicking kicked you in the guts right at the end. I watched um, Bird Box. Yep, the one with Sandra Bullock. How was that? It was okay. Interesting idea. The whole idea that you can't you can't open your eyes mm. because you'll see this thing. And you'll basically go crazy and kill yourself. Sounds like the village. <laughs> well, it actually—I mean, I haven't seen a quiet place, but it sounds kind of like that in a sense of yeah, the quiet place. Once you couldn't speak, mm. this one is you can't see. Look, it has moments. It's a really good cast, but uh, the ending was kind of a little bit kind of. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. You know, you didn't really see it coming, but it was kind of a little bit kind of... I expected something a little bleaker, so to speak. Yeah. But um, it was enjoyable enough, I guess. And The Innocent Man, that was it. Excellent. Done deal. Good run. All right, let's take a break. Here's the trailer for Better Watch Out. Want to put her in the mood? Watch a horror movie. Dude, she's like twice our age. I really don't think it's going to happen. She's here. You are breathtaking. <laughs> now don't stay up and watch scary movies, okay? It'll give you nightmares again. So what do you want to do? Ricky, why can't you just leave me alone? He's such a jerk. Don't hang up on me. What was that? What the fuck? Oh my god. Get away from the window. There's someone there. Ashley! Are you hiding? I'll find you. Don't worry, I'll protect you. What are you doing, man? Please let me out of this. You're fucking home alone again? Lighten the fuck up. Just go away. Better Watch Out from 2016, directed by Chris Peckover, who did a his only other credit, I believe, is called Undocumented, which I think might be a found footage type of movie. It's also written by Chris Peckover and Zach Kahn, and he had written for Mad TV. It's produced by Sidoni Abin, Byron Hamble, Paul Jensen and Brett Thornquest. It stars Olivia Dijon as Ashley, Levi Miller as Luke, Ed Oxenbold as Garrett, Patrick Warburton as Robert Lerner and Virginia Madison as Deandra Lerner. The budget, I couldn't actually find out what it was. I can only assume it's fairly small. Mm. Box office, it was only released very, very, very small in the theatres. It made about 106000 It was actually originally titled Safe Neighbourhood. And as I said before, I believe a fair portion of it was filmed in Australia. Hmm. I'm going to go first here. I actually enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, it didn't blow my mind. I'd, I'd read some reviews that said it was absolutely awesome. Mm-hmm. I liked what I got. And part of the reason why I liked it is it actually surprised me a few times. Yeah. Which, in the horror genre, is it's a dime a dozen these days. If you get a surprise in you know away from the cliches, you you beside yourself. Yeah. And I we got I got a couple here, mm-hmm. a couple that I didn't see coming at all. It struggles in the midsection because it gets repetitive. Mm-hmm. The whole um, threaten, try to escape, that type of thing happens repeatedly. Yep. And I think it feels a little bit like padding somewhat because the movie only squeaks in at just over 80 minutes, I believe. And for me personally, the the kid playing Luke, just ne- I never really warmed to him. I, mm. I found him difficult to... I thought his performance was a bit blah. But overall, a solid film that I gave three out of five. Right. Yeah, I went three and a half. I actually think uh, I said the exact same thing to you yesterday that it actually, yeah, it actually surprised me a couple of times, which was which was nice. I will watch it again down the track sometime. This time around, I had this the the 
kind of framing that I'd, I'd gotten for the film was I'd read somewhere that basically compared it to Cabin in the Woods. It said right. this is like a Cabin in the Woods type twist mm-hmm. almost. So I was like, shit, okay, if, if they're comparing it to that, we must be in for something really good. Maybe that led to, a, it led to a possibly a little bit of disappointment <laughs> that it wasn't quite that. But it was it was really good. I yeah. actually think quite the opposite on the kid. I thought he was he was good. There was parts where I thought early on he was a bit shaky, but but down the track, you know, we'll, we'll be going into some spoilers, obviously, yeah. for, for a movie that's still quite recent to to some markets. Um, I actually thought he was he was quite good down the stretch. You're right. It, it was a bit hard to maintain in parts, yeah. and part of it was because of of one of the twists that comes in. Yeah. They sort of set things up for a, for a roughly sort of half an hour. Yeah. And then there's a twist on it that really kind of changes the vibe of the movie. And then you've kind of got to rush, you've kind of got to squeeze that next bit. Yeah, you start from scratch a little bit with some things. And also I, I, one thing that I also found was you had to start swallowing a little bit more shit yeah. as it went along that people would make decisions that they ended up making. Yeah. I mean, you accept a bit of that, but... You, some of the goodwill had been kind of rubbed out by then for mm. me. Yep. But yeah, you're spot on. Like you kind, they kind of condense a little because of the twist. Yeah, and like you said, that there was times when it felt like it was getting a little bit repetitive, but it never really overstayed its welcome because of the short runtime. Yeah. Like there was a few parts where you're like, oh come on, and then something would happen and you'd be back on deck. There was a lot of. Oh, you know, let's get moving, and then oh shit, that well, was alright. Well, they throw right. something in, yeah, that, yeah, and that's where the surprise gets you, and yep. you'll be like, oh shit, where'd that come from? So it never quite bogged down long enough to make that a huge dislike. Mm. That that being said, I really liked things that happened, and I really liked the ending, but never really hit it into this is fucking home run territory. No, for me. no, it was a good three baser. Yeah, yeah, let's put it that way. Look. To start off, the film looks great for yeah, a yeah. low-budget picture that seems to have been shot partially in America, partially in Australia. It it looks really good mm. um, on a fairly low budget. I would assume maybe less than a million. Yeah, somewhere it, in that. Well, realm. the whole thing would have been in that house, or you know, sets of a house which can't be too uh, heavy on the budget. Yeah, you didn't have to go too far, which was good. They do play with the conventions a fair bit of the home invasion style thriller. Yeah. They take some detours. Yep. And I think that freshened the material up. Yep. Because initially when it started, that first 20-odd minutes, when things first take that turn Mm -hmm. before the twist, I was kind of like, so is this what it is? Yeah. Is this where we are? And I was kind of thinking, we've seen this though. And then, boom, we get a twist. Yep. And that takes it in different territory. And I think that that made me sit up and realise, okay, there's a lot lot more effort involved here. Yeah, and they do actually have parts of that twist that unravel for the rest of the movie. Probably, actually, maybe not quite the, the entire rest of the movie, but for the next half hour or so, there's definitely more things that unravel about that. Mm. So going into the spoilers, I guess, when the twist comes that he's set it up... Yeah. You're still thinking, oh, this is just a fucking absolute balls up on your part. Mm. And then you you gradually get the sense that this is, you know, he's he's twisted yeah. very badly. Yeah. Um, which was which was really cool because you never you never could you never would have imagined that from the get go. And in a way, it's also a, a, a horror movie predominantly from the perspective of the murderer, mm. which. Is rare. Like, yeah. you don't get a lot of that. And even as you were saying, like, you were, there were surprises along the way, but even when there wasn't, you still weren't, because of the way they played it, you still weren't confident of anything. Yeah. Like, I looked at, I looked at the start of it, and once they start sort of getting into the closet and into that room, I kind of, I'm saying to myself, is this, a, is this a gag? Mm. This is a gag. Yeah. The two kids, have, it's them, you know. That almost immediately comes out, but then the way everything else starts unravelling, any of the other predictions I was making, I was sitting there going, 
oh yeah, this is what's happened. No, no, maybe yeah, it's not. Yeah, that's that's and you were just you were never really picking things. Is this know? person going to get out of their shackles and, and and become the hero or not? Like there was that. There was yeah. plenty of that going on. Yeah, which I thought was good. It at least had you thinking. About yeah, it had you guessing. Had you thinking. It had a couple of things. You know, you would you would see something and you'd kind of think, yeah, I've picked that. And then they twist that little, just little moments on their head, and you're like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and they slowly sort of drop some hints early on that something's not right. Yeah. The car following her yep. early on, the pizza that gets delivered but no one ordered it, the phone calls, mm-hmm. and it's to, it sets the scene that it's home invasion stuff. Yeah. So when that kicks in, you're immediately conditioned to believe that that's what's going to happen. Yeah. They, these two are going to fight for their lives, but then it goes off in another direction. Mm. And again, they take enough time. It doesn't rush through that stuff to get to the, the twist. It does enough to play it out that we will take it to believe that it's just a home invasion thriller. Yeah. And then we turn we turn left. Mm-hmm. So I like that. The characters certainly in the first forty minutes do what you'd expect them to do. Yeah. Look, go looking for dad's gun. Try to get the Wi-Fi up, phones, hiding, staying out of sight, trying to escape using, like, you know, when they're, 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 when they're taped to the chairs, they get some glass and stuff like that. Yeah. The characters do what you would expect. Slightly exaggerated, but enough. A lot of times, yeah, to, they do. To make it believable. Mm-hmm. I've got a dislike on that for the second half. Right. Um, I actually, you skipped over... Uh, Patrick Warburton. Oh. <laughs> he's only in it for a couple of minutes, but he's always... When he comes in with the tie and she starts going, so you didn't suck any dicks like in college, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> she starts ripping into him. She's it. ripping into him and his, his facial expressions yeah. and response are just pure gold. <laughs> the guy is just absolute gold. He rips out an absolute corker as well right near the end. Yeah. When they're in the car. Yeah. And she goes... It cuts to them and she's going, no one else found that stuff funny. Yeah. <laughs> you that he's obviously said something. Yeah. And I think his response is, oh, they're just being a pack of cunts. Those two are really good together. I mean, it would cost, it would cost a bit. There's probably a reason why they're in it and then leave and then come back at the end yeah, yeah. is because they were probably the most expensive yeah. of the actors. And they were only, but, they were only used for a, a day or something. Yeah, but the value is there for sure. And she's just like, fun. what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was great. It was great. Getting rid of the phone, like... Of all of the, of all the ways I've seen people in movies, like you know, try to get rid of a phone yeah. or try to take <laughs> mobile phones out of the equation, a kid being pissed yeah. and flinging it over a large fish tank that it drops in, and then finding out that that kid meant to do yeah, that. Yeah, meant to do it. That's that quite was cool. good. That was really good. Even when I saw it. Before we knew what was going on with when him. When he first threw it and it went in there, I was like, "Oh fuck off!" Like, yeah, but when honestly, he, when he did it, though, I was like, "Oh geez," and then I was kind of like. He was being the fucking goofy drunk. Yeah. You could could play with that, but then, yeah, finding out. Again, they'd set enough up to believe that that might have, that sort of stupidity might have actually happened. Yeah. You know, like you'd do something really dumb. Yeah. Because he'd had a couple of drinks yep. and he was 13. Yeah. And like you said, the twist on the, you know, twist on the conventions when you find it out what his plan is. And you realise he did that shit on purpose. Yeah. Even better. Yeah. The paint can to the head. Yeah, the home remote. That was fucking nasty. I was actually really loved seeing a nod to something that we all know from Christmas and then saying... Yeah, what happened to what happened to Joe Pesci and fucking Daniel Sturdy? Those He's movies not killed them many times over. <laughs> Ricks to the face from a fucking top of a building. Yeah, <laughs> and he takes and the, the good thing is they don't show it in depth. They just show his feet and all the paint the and paint, the blood yeah, just yeah. comes with it. And, and then the quite, kid's reaction. Yeah, he's like, oh fuck, and he's got it all over him. Like yeah. it's all. The other one that surprised me, honestly, which I should have seen coming but I didn't, when he shoots Garrett. Yeah. Like, I didn't think that would happen at all because, again, you're being conditioned to 
see that she's the protagonist. Yep. She's the hero. She's got to get loose somehow. Yeah. And then Garrett comes into play to do that, and then boom, he gets shot. Yeah, it kept you on your toes. And it was like, whoa, where did that come from? Yeah, it was nicely played again because I, f- I figured it would probably go there. But as you said, the running time and whatever, I was thinking, well, shit, he probably would have been gone by now. So maybe he is going to be the way he, he he's gets gonna out. Find, he's going to find his inner strength because he's been pushed around by this bloke. Yeah, I thought maybe he is going to get and then bang, yep. The, the other one that really surprised me, bloody Dacre Montgomery, when he comes in, again, Good value there. I'm yeah. a big fan of him as an actor. I thought he was piss funny as the bloody douchebag, yeah, yeah. you know, second ex-boyfriend yeah. that, that comes along. He's in the car going, yeah, how you go? <laughs> yeah. I, I thought it was still going to be some jealousy from the kid and that he was just bringing this guy over to rub him out of the scenario. Yeah. Then when he gets him to write the note, I'm yeah. sitting there going, what's going on here? Never in my wildest dreams did I imagine he's getting him to write his own suicide, suicide note yeah. as part of his plan. I was like, shit, <laughs> I didn't see that at all. You know, they kept talking about how we're going to get out of this and he kept talking, i got a plan. But in the end, I thought he was just saying that to his He was crazy. Mate. Yeah, he was crazy. His plan is like the Joker, he's, which basically what the kid was kind of acting like. I thought, yeah, he's got no plan and they're fucked. He's just going to try and lay it on... I actually thought he's going to try and lay it on Garrett and get himself out of it. Yeah. But then writing the suicide note, I was like, shit, didn't see it. Really thought that was an excellent kind of excellent moment in the movie. Yeah, it was interesting. Look, I had a dislike to it, and it comes back to what I said before about having to swallow a fair bit of shit. But I did like the idea of he was playing this whole long game. Yeah. Like it, 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 all, it was just starting to... F- Flower by that stage. Yeah, I actually we realised, oh shit, this guy he, is actually going to get out of yeah. this. Remember when he first first um, texts the Dacre Montgomery's character yeah. and he gets the response saying, is this that little taint that lives <laughs> over him? <laughs> What's his name? He brings him up he goes, uh, I'm with Ashley. This is not Ashley here. fucking moron. How did you ever date this guy? Yeah, man, he's good. Like, yeah, he was good. Seeing him in Stranger Things. we're talking about small things. parts. Yeah. It will feel pretty well. Um, seeing him in Stranger Things, I thought he was pretty good in that. He was really good in the Power Rangers movie as well. So mm. um, I think he's Got another... a little bit uh, of a future ahead of him. Yeah, definitely. Another Australian sort of up-and-comer. My last like was I felt the ending was a huge like. Yeah, big time. Because you felt he wasn't... In fact, you're kind of raging near the end because you think this bastard's going to get away with with it. it. Yeah, yeah. But he doesn't get away with it because of her. Yep. And they do do a nice thing by... Because I thought there is no way he's going to kill her. No, He's going to threaten and threaten and threaten, but he never seems willing... And then he does. It was another another couple in the the little package of surprises. Yeah, he just kind of does it when you don't least expect it. Yep. And then it turns out she she survived. Yep. And gives him the fucking the, the bloody finger on the way out. But you know what? I actually expected that he would he was actually gonna get done over by the pencil. Yeah. Because he couldn't put it on he, he had to, had to put it on the outside then go round and he wouldn't be able to get into his room and he was gonna fall off the roof. That's yeah. what I thought was gonna happen. Yep. Which I thought would have also been cool, you know, the fact that he kind of got outsmarted by his parents. Yeah. I actually thought the scene, going back a bit, one scene that I really liked was when he attacks Ricky and it shows that he's fucking, he's completely physically outmatched. Yeah, yeah, Everything yeah. he does turns to shit. Yeah. But then he gets the upper hand with the help of his buddy. Yeah. And that's where he turns in a little bit into the Joker, a little bit... Of sort of funny games, kind of, yeah. you know, the glee's taking in what's going on. I actually really liked <laughs> that scene as a whole. There was also, I actually thought they found a really good balance between some comical moments and then some really kind of, there was a couple of bits where you're like, oh, shit, this is kind of uncomfortable, what they're, what they're doing to these people. Other parts, you're just kind of laughing yeah. out loud at things that are going on. So it's, I think they, they, they found a really good balance in that. Yes, yes, I agree. And I do agree that 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 stuff with Ricky was 
was good because he then he sort of had convinced me that he was the surrogate hero. Yeah. By that stage, once once he was tied up, I felt he was going to now become the the key player. Yeah. But it didn't play out that way. So no. again, it took it it took some nice detours which I liked. Hmm. Any other likes? No, that was pretty much the uh, big ones for me. Look, I think part of the reason why I didn't like the kid is possibly what you just said. There was not not an uneven tone, but the tone was part joking, part sort of horrifying, I guess. Yeah. In the way it was played, but I didn't really know how to take him. I found him really yeah. whiny early on, and then he never convinced me that he was intimidating or anything at all. Yeah, see, that's because he was thirteen. I guess they were trying to go with the fact he's a he's a kid. Well, he's I not actually, supposed to intimidate. I thought that was kind of intentional. A little bit like the part where Ricky kind of overpowers him and shows he's not intimidating in any way in that regard, and that's why it kind of looked a little bit like the Joker to me. Like he's not sort of physically intimidating anyone, but he's mm. just unhinged. Yeah. And you could so I thought he actually did a really good, really good job of playing the unhinged parts. There was parts where I'm watching him going, "Fuck, he's the, he's a lunatic." Yeah. You know. See, so I didn't get that. I, I was I was. I had no no issues with his performance. Like really. I, I found, I just found that he never quite struck anything, anything at all. Like the character was the way it was, and I accepted the fact that look, this guy's the he set this whole thing up. Yeah, and I accepted all that, but I just never, I never kind of felt anything. I didn't think he never really convinced me of much. Um, from a number it's of interesting, different It's interesting because, like, for me, that probably would have unraveled the, the no, whole No, no, it didn't unravel it because I think the film was still – it was still tight enough because yeah. the, the planning was cool and the yeah, and the so delivery I, of those sequences there I, I, did enough. Yeah, I'm totally on the other side of the fence. I think he, he carried it really well because a lot of it was just him having to – having to, uh, you know, the parts where she's – uh, he's got the, the tape over her mouth and things. Some of it he's just got to talk yeah. to himself. You know, I actually thought he did did pretty well for most of it. I actually found Garrett more. Yeah, I thought he was, he was – for me, he was the one that was a little bit shaky. I thought he was all right. But, again, he doesn't get a lot to do, I guess. He doesn't kind of – all he does is kind of stand around he, he also has the easier part. Yeah. He's the, I'm a stoner. And like Garrett gets to stand around and, too and just go, oh, this is crazy. Yeah. You know, we've gone then, from scaring then, people to to killing people, you know. Like that's you know, kind of he all gets he the, He gets to lay out. on the couch and make a gag about how stoned he is. Like, yeah, yeah. That, to me, that's the and easier part. And he was drugged part. out a large portion of the film. Yeah, and, and the parts where he starts – you know, Who becoming is that a kid, hero. By the way, I've seen him. Is he? He's in. Uh, he was in that Paper Planes movie. And he's, he's an Australian actor. He's been around for a while. Yeah, yeah. But I, I actually thought, yeah, when when he starts going on with the um, the stuff about, oh yeah, I, I really like you too, and I'll I'll save you and get you out. When she gets him on her side, yeah, I actually thought he his acting kind of kind of comes apart there, a little bit. Yeah, when because he. Well, it's not. It's not long after that he gets shot, is it? Yeah, yeah. Because prior to that, prior to that, I'm thinking he's he's part of that. Part of my problem with that too was that he he sort of we don't spend a lot of time with him. No, and so he doesn't want to upset Luke because Luke's his mate, but then he turns around pretty fast. Yeah, help her out. It's kind of like, well, hang on. Well, either you're scared by him too. Yeah. Or you're just you're a little bit. It kind of flipped. It yeah. kind of flipped a little bit too quick because we didn't spend enough time with him, but we didn't have time. No, the movie no. wasn't long enough to 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 stretch to try and give us more and more character about yeah. him. Which is basically, I mean, this is probably why I think that there's the the main kid did a pretty good job is because parts of it are he's got to run. Well, it's the a one hand. He's got to run the thing. Yeah, yeah. He's got to do a lot of scenes where he's he's got to carry most of it. I could see. Look, I can see what you're saying about. Some I think. Of the I guess parts my, of my feeling was he was a little bit too smarmy. They felt like temper tantrums, not. But see, that's what they're kind of supposed. to I know to that's what I was supposed to the, do. The, the maniac in the movie is a fucking fourteen-year-old kid or thirteen-year-old kid or whatever. So some of the times he's coming off really st- yeah. sinister, and then that's where the comedy comes in that he yeah. throws a fucking and that's what I mean. you know? Maybe the tone. 
I didn't quite yeah. buy him taking but it I, in those ways. But the tone was a certain way. There was a bit yeah. of comedy. There was a bit of... And you see, like, I, I thought, you know, the, the way he reacted after he, after he did the Home Alone thing to the kid, everyone else is just like, fuck. You know, that's one of the moments where... Garrett is, is finally yeah, like, oh, shit, this is going too far for me, whereas Luke is playing it like the kid opening a present on Christmas. Yeah. And I was like, shit, he's actually, you know, I, I found those moments to be a bit I mean, of a I didn't hate the bloke. I just, he just didn't convince for me. Mm. I said before, repetition. Yeah. It wasn't, repetition. The, it, it wasn't a bad dislike. It just it happened a couple of times where he threatened. He threatened to hurt them. Mm. Then they bargained, bartered with him and bargained and said how he was going to be in trouble and everything. Mm. And then he would walk away or something and then they'd go into the attempted escape mode and then we'd go back to a little bit of the same. It would repeat a couple of times. Thankfully, yeah. it cut short pretty fast. Like they did it maybe once or tw- I think they did it two or three times in the kitchen. Yeah. And then we were smashing people's heads in with paint cans. Yeah. So we, were, we were past all that. Yes. So that wasn't the worst part of it. I actually had a, uh, for the most part, I thought the actors were, were quite good for young actors. But being that there's a number of Aussie actors, and you know, you know, we've seen a few of them on things here, and we know they're Aussie actors. A couple of times it just seemed noticeable that their accents kind of slipped in and out. Yeah. It was probably quite difficult for, for the age that they are and the experience level, but yeah. it was a minor dislike. Yeah. No, nothing too bad, but, yeah, you definitely probably heard Early them on, times. mostly early on, you heard them sort of slipping a little bit. And my, my, my only other major dislike, because I didn't have a lot of minor stuff, because I think the, the story held together pretty well for 80 minutes. Hmm. You start to swallow a little bit more shit. The guy um, signing his suicide note. Yep. Really smart idea and really cool, but quite frankly, he would have told a 13 year old to fuck off. And yeah. probably just wall straight past him. But I could cop that somewhat. Yeah. The bit that I didn't like was how he was writing and he was looking around like a grinning idiot. The kid's standing like two metres, two foot away from him and suddenly disappears. Yeah. And has had time to hook everything up and drag him up and hang him. That was a little bit of of horror movie. Yeah. The classic sort of horror stuff. Jason's behind just sort of... I actually thought, again, I thought that was all right because he did kind of tell him to piss off a couple of times. early. But then he realised... This kid's holding the cards for me getting inside, possibly getting some action or yeah. something. So I'll just I mean, say, they worked it reasonably well. Yeah, um, to, to swallow. But you're right. He seemed like the kind of the kind of um, personality that's just like piss off. Because he was because he was a, he was kind of a bit of a swaggering tool. Yeah. yeah. So my th- my thinking is he probably just tells the kid to fuck off. Yeah. The other one that I didn't particularly the paint can. Surely the. Fir- Again, a minor quibble, but mm-hmm. the first thought is to tip the chair back over. Yeah. So you're out of range of yeah, the Yeah, yeah. I guess it's just, yeah. It was, you, had to, you had to obviously have that because you wanted to smash his head in. Yeah, and it was, yeah, I, think I don't it, know. It was the same. Yeah, it's exactly what you were saying before. For the most part, they do things that seem fairly smart. Even if they'd have just done it once, he tipped the chair over. Yeah, they yeah, They scooped yeah. him back up and they propped something behind it so he couldn't do it. Yeah. I was actually kind of expecting him to do that. And then, the like in Home Alone 2, where they go two paint cans. Yeah. And then there's a third one, a yeah. third bloody uh, banister the kind banister of thing. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying. Again, minor quibble, but again, it, it was starting to come towards those things that I have to swallow this. Yeah. And the same thing when she finally breaks free. Mm-hmm. And she's got the gun in this hand. She's got a entire chair chained to this hand. Yeah. The paint can comes down, bashes the bloke's head in. Okay, everyone's in shock. She holds the gun up and goes like that. Nothing in it. All she needed to do was just whip across and go whack, and he's fucking out cold. I mean, yeah, he's 13 yeah. years old. Yep. Even a girl of her weight and size, even because she was slight, mm-hmm. could still have knocked him out with one hit. Yeah. And so those little things just, just took a little bit of the gloss off it yep. because they'd done the right things beforehand. I've got one more, and it was. It's hard to make it a big one because mm. I appreciated what they did with the twist on the conventions and the you know subverting what we know. But 
because of the way it's laid out, and it's, as you said, a lot of it's from his perspective, it makes the girl feel a bit like an afterthought. Like, she's the final girl in in, in the sense, but it makes her a little bit of an afterthought. Because she plays um, zero role in the last probably really, 20 minutes. Yeah, you really don't really know her. And it, it really, even when we find out she got him, she, yeah. actually, she screwed him, it's it's kind of like it's a last-minute twist. Yeah, and it was a big kind of yes for me, but it was more the little pricks going down. I'm still kind of looking at her going, I don't really know. I don't really yeah. know her. I know I, I know that she had two boyfriends. and they're both She was pretty cliche too. They didn't really go much further into her. Yeah, but I guess, you know, because they wanted him to be... He was front and centre. He was the, the, he was the main it. guy. I, I kind of, yeah, I let, it, I let it slip a little bit. Um, and I must admit, there is a slight giveaway mm-hmm. that he is going to something. Something's not right about him mm-hmm. uh, when they're trying to hide from the the home invader. Yep. And he sort of holds her. He takes. He sort of holds her and says, "I'll go down and get the gun or something." Yeah. And he says it in a way that he, there's a look on his face that says to me. I remember looking at it and thinking. Is he going to do something? Yeah, there's definitely a couple, a couple of tells. Yeah, a couple of little tells. Um, that... And they, they pace it pretty well. Like early on, it's okay. But then the last couple of minutes of the home invasion stuff, there's definitely a couple of yeah. tells. And, you and, know, and obviously done probably purposefully yep. to, to give you a slight sort of wink at the camera and say, well, something's about to happen. Because mm. you kind of get a shock when he hits her over the head with the gun. Yeah. And she falls down the stairs. Yep. It's like, oh, shit, you know. So... Look, again, I think my dislikes are minor. Yeah, same. It did not blow my mind, but it was good. It was solid, and I would yeah. definitely watch it again. Definitely go back to it. It's definitely uh, it's made its way into the sort of Christmas catalogue, uh, probably slightly behind the Christmas Chronicles. It's just behind Just the behind the Chronicles. Yeah, and maybe, look, maybe I'm being a little bit hard on the, the main guy. He just it, it, it just never quite hit for me. Maybe mm. it was just slightly off for me, personally. Mm. I actually, you know what, like I, I definitely, um, there was parts early where I had some of those feelings, but the more it went on, the more I kind of appreciated what he was doing. But, you know, I could watch it again and completely change that opinion <laughs> down the track, so who knows. But good, good solid three out of five. And yep. I'd actually like to see what these guys might do next, especially the, the director, because I thought he did some nice, he had, there were some nice shots in there. A couple of times there was where, where she fell over on her chair and then she gets lifted back up and it's kind of like a GoPro camera. Yeah. From this side, so everything's moving at the same time. I thought that was really cool. Mm. But overall, really solid. All right. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify and Podomatic. If you want to get in touch with us, send us an email at thrillme at iinet.net.au. We're on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia, Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com and Instagram at thrillmepodcastau. Our next episode, our New Year's episode, will be the New Year's set Assault on Precinct 13 from 2005. But until then, take it easy and we'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at thrillme, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.